You know when Brother David does anything, he's going to give his whole heart to it, and that blesses my heart. Good to see everybody this morning. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Lord, these are your people. These are the king's kids. And Lord, I'd like to be a blessing to them today, but that's only possible by way of you, Holy Spirit. If you'll lead, you'll direct, give me exactly what to say, what not to say. We'll give you all the praise and glory for it. For we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. As a believer, we base our salvation on the validity of this book. Yes or no? Our salvation depends on it. If this isn't true, if any part of it isn't true, you and I are in serious trouble. What happens when our understanding of Scripture collides with the reality of life? Oh, Brother Scott, that could never happen. Really? Pull up Proverbs 22, verse 6 for me. Proverbs 22 and verse 6. We're going to spend some time here today. And let's just take and see what the Word of God says, okay? Let's read it together if we could. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay? Many believers have been brought up with a situation, see if you were taught the same thing, that if you, in a godly home, train up a child, when that child's old, if they depart from it, they'll come back to it. How many folks were taught that forever? Okay, that's what I was taught. Let's read it again. Ready? Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Where on earth do we get this situation? They can go away and come back. It doesn't say that. Does it say that? Okay, now let's, let's, let's work together on it. Just because we've been taught something does not necessarily mean it's true. The Word of God reigns supreme over wherever you're from, whatever you've been taught. But most folks, hey, my Betty, if, if, if uh, she's not living for God right now, but we trained her right, and I'm claiming the Scriptures, she's going to come back to it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. To take that as face value, they never leave it. Is that what it says? That is what it says, okay? Perhaps the best known verse in Proverbs for training a child. But the situation is, If we state what it says at face value, they'll never turn away from it in the first place. Here we go. Hold on to your caps. Has anyone known the fact that two children were raised in the same home? One child turned toward Christ, the other one in a very negative position. You know that for a fact. How many folks know that for a fact? Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. No. Folks, here's what happens. This places the believer in a quandary, a state of uncertainty. 
a state of perplexity. If left unanswered, seeds of doubt are sown in our minds to the point we just overlook it. Are you with me? Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. But you had two children. One leaned toward Christ, the other one didn't. But this, is, this verse is still in the Scriptures. What to do? Turn with me to Proverbs 1.5. He'll pull it up for us. Proverbs 1.5. Proverbs 1 and verse 5. Yeah, we got it. Okay. A wise man. What's the opposite of being wise? Okay. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Okay. I am educably slow mechanically. Anybody else? One time back back in the day, I used to be a little stout, and uh, if it can be broke, I'm your man. How many wives have husbands that can fix almost anything? I hate your husband, I hate your husband, I hate your husband. Okay, situation is, my poor wife has a husband that can break everything, okay? One time, something went wrong plumbing-wise, got in there and said, oh. plumber came and said, Scott, if you'll stick to teaching and let me stick to plumbing, I'll save you a lot of money. Thank you. Are you with me? May the check bounce, all right? Situation is, but folks, what we need to do is biblically. When I have a mechanical problem, how many folks feel fairly comfortable under the hood of a car? Raise your hand. Okay, I saw that, Samantha. I bet, hey, next time something breaks down, you trot her out there, brother. And so... Uh, this Scott has a better chance of fixing than I do, okay? I just don't have those abilities. When I was growing up, Dad was always afraid mechanically. He was awesome, okay? But he's always afraid that I would get something in my good eye and he would feel bad about it. So I would leave the mechanical area and go to the safety of the football field. Yeah, uh-huh, uh, uh You can't get hurt out there. There's just a bunch of folks smashing each other. But the final thing in the situation is, folks, when you have a challenge, when you have a question, folks, get ye to the wise men. Don't let this thing hang in the balances. Because when seeds of doubt are sown, they grow into real problems. Come up, ask one of the pastors. Let us sit us down. We may not know the answer at that moment, but I guarantee you we can find it. So what I want to share with you this morning is this. If left unanswered, seeds of doubt are sown in our mind. What do we do? We come back and get you to the wise men. As a believer, we start out with the conviction, the word of God is valid, yes or no. So when I trusted Christ, all I knew, my hope was built on nothing less than this book, okay? I didn't understand it all, but I knew the truth was here. And for these many years, I've attempted every day to dig in it and find out. But the situation is, we have to start out with the situation. As we look up a verse, something doesn't seem quite right. The Word of God is true, yes or no? It's always true. Period. So there is a conviction. It is my conviction, and you, your brother Levi say it, did God write a book? Are you with me? 
P.S. He did. And we have it. Okay? So now, is that book full of errors? No, it's not. Our discernment can be flawed. But the word of God is not. Again, our discernment can be flawed. But the word of God is not. So let's correct some concepts. A proverb, this is huge. A proverb is a literary device whereby a general truth is brought to bear on a specific situation. It is, or it is an observation about how to live our life that generally works. There's one of the customs of a uh, Jewish home. Dad was responsible to teach his son a trade, okay? In the situation, that's his responsibility. It's our responsibility while our children are at home to teach them to walk in the way of the Lord, yes or no. But here's what we've got to come back to. Proverbs 26 is a proverb. Listen, it's not a promise. God's promises are true, yes or no. Well, folks, this is a proverb. This is an observation that generally is true. Promises are absolute. If it's a promise, you can take it to the bank. Proverbs tell us what usually happens, but not always. I think of families uh, that have some unbelievable children. They trained them up properly. They grew up fantastic kids. Back in the day, I had a bunch of the kids at, at school, at the uh, Christian school that I had the privilege of overseeing. And many of those kids that were awesome here are awesome now. But not all of them. Not all of them. Because, folks, it still comes down. When I share salvation, I've had some folks that this week got to talk to already saved. I was thrilled to hear it. But salvation is a choice, yes or no? I have talked with the owner of the company when I first got saved, and I left to go off to Bible college. Then some things happened. He wanted me to be involved in some sales program, and I really didn't care, but I knew he'd get another chance to witness for Dave. And out of McDonald's, Dave sharing me these products. I really don't want to mess with this. But I conveyed my heart today. I'm not a baller. Not that kind of baller. Uh, I'm not a crier. Are you with me? But with tears streaming down my face, I begged my boss, my friend, one who taught me unbelievable principles, Dave, this is what you need to do. He said, I just don't see it. I just, I said, would you let me go through it? And this is what I'll do with anybody, okay? I know you don't believe the Bible. I know you don't believe in God, heaven, hell, or anything else. But would you permit me the privilege to go through it? Why do you do that? Because the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing sunder of soul and spirit. They may not act. How many folks are familiar with medications that are, uh, what do they call it, time-oriented? Time release, thank you. You've been on drugs for a long time. Very good. Yeah, no problem. Okay. It's, it's, uh, yeah, and uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, situation is time release. Folks, the Word of God can do the same thing. Folks, the guys who work for me before I got saved, they would tell me all kinds of stuff. I'd laugh it off. Holy cow, you know, I'm, I'm party hardy boy. 
And when I would get alone, and the parties are over, back to my mind what those young boys meant to me. Folks, it's time release. You take the word of God, it does not return void. That's why every time I can, I want to put a track in somebody's hand. Hey, let me give you this. How big a deal? All they can do is say what? No, they can roll it up and smoke it. I don't care. Are you with me? As long as I can get it in their hand. And folks, that's what we do. Amen? That's what we do. But the situation is, the whole point, it's their choice. David Wilson, who I love for the rest of my life, for time and eternity, not a saved man, but a man of integrity. He had a choice to accept Christ or to reject him. Folks, a godly home does not guarantee godly children. Did he say that? Yeah, with my mouth. Watch, I'll say it again. Does, God, does a godly home guarantee godly children? No. And Brother Scott, it's a proverb. That's exactly what it is. Let's go on down. Situation is this. Let's look at Proverbs 22.11. With me? Proverbs 22.11. It will illustrate the same principle again. Let's read it together. He that loveth pureness of heart for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend. Hey, if we're morally right and we're righteous and we're doing right, the king will be his friend. Once more, does the governmental leadership always befriend the righteous, yes or no? You ain't seen nothing yet, <laughs> okay, unfortunately. Folks, no. Roman Empire existed for like, what, a, a, a thousand years. Folks, they were never for Christianity. You know, Jesus Christ did not win most popular while he was here, okay? So, folks, he that loveth pureness of heart, as a believer, I want to do what's right. I want to pray for my nation. I want to live by this book. For the grace of his lips, what we're saying, the king, the kind things that we sing, the king shall be his friend. As many times that is true, yeah. How many folks, you know the mayor, you know a senator, and you're good friends with him? Anybody like that? Okay. <laughs> we don't get around much here, okay. But the situation is, folks, but it's not always true. And folks, when we get this concept through our minds, we can see into the scriptures, the scriptures are valid. I don't have to take and uh, 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 cover for God. Are you with me? Well, you know, I know God said that, but uh, yeah, but anyway, there's a whole lot of other verses in the Bible, okay? No, it's there, and it's for a purpose. Let's go on down, okay? Situation. Uh, Proverbs 20, uh, let's look at uh, Proverbs 22, 29. Please pull that up for me. Seeth thou a man diligent in his business. He's the first one there. He's the last one to leave. That's diligent, okay? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. You ever seen men and women of diligence belittled by men in power? Yes or no? Yes or no? So folks, you have to understand, as a whole, this is true. 
but it does not apply to every situation. Say it with me. It's a proverb. Say it with me. It's a proverb. It's not a promise. Any promise that God makes is totally fulfilled. These are proverbs. Hear the myth. Godly homes guarantee godly adults is not true. And we can go across this room and you and I can talk about folks. Oh, see parents spend their whole lives invested in their children. One, wow, just fantastic, loves God to a great degree. And the other child is to a great degree, they don't want anything to do with God. The verse is still true. Folks, if we buy into unbiblical truths, there's a ramification that God doesn't want us to face. Two phases and I'll be done. Number one, unwarranted guilt. The verse fails. The Bible portions of it's true, but I did that. I worked everything I could to raise my kids right. Two of them just turned out for great, and then there's this other one. Man, I don't know if God's word's really solid or not. Or it's my fault. Husband and wife look at each other and say, where did we go wrong? And then family reunions are somewhere you don't want to go. Why? What are they going to ask? How's your kids doing? Where's Belinda? Good to see you, sweet lady. Uh, situation. Brother Scott, am I sweet? I didn't call you by name. No, you're not. And uh, But here they go and they come to church. You know what my kids are doing? You've seen people do that, yes or no? My child is making such and such a money. Da -da 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 -da. God didn't put us here to make all that money. Okay, now your kids can be making all that money and be an absolute tank to God, okay? But you'll hear folks brag all over their kids constantly. Might want to be careful with that. Be thankful for them. But there's somebody else sit there and say, I don't know where we went wrong. To the point sometimes they don't want to be around that scrutiny. So you know what the easiest thing to do is not come to church. You know what the easiest thing to do? Isolate yourself with the people that love you. But folks, sometimes it's our fault. Two phases. Unwanted, unwarranted guilt. And it's what hurts me, especially moms. There'll be moms that'll go to the grave with a broken heart, yes or no. Not putting the blame on the child, putting the blame on themselves. What do we say all the time? What do I say? It's not my job to win someone. It's my job to warn them. I can't make them want. Boy, if Brother Levi was there, he would have won them to Christ. If God hasn't pricked their heart, nobody is going to win them to Christ. It's a choice. Say it with me. It's a choice. And folks, you raise your children up just like the Word of God says. Put Christ before them, but ultimately 
it becomes their what? They can choose to follow Christ or they can choose not to. That choice is there. Number two. First one, unwarranted guilt. I failed. Number two, foolish pride. Look what I've done. Look what we were able to take care of. You know how good our little girl is? Da 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 da. Well, if you would have raised your children right, maybe they would have turned out right. Folks don't necessarily say that, but it's a given. Look what I've done. Look what we have accomplished. What a great girl. What a great boy. Folks that are placed on pedestals often teeter off, yes or no? And how many times have I heard folks elaborate in pride about their children? Nothing wrong with being proud of them. But we don't put them on a pedestal, folks. It's still a choice. While they're at home, they're your responsibility. Once they leave your home, now it's up to them to make the choice. And folks, if they make the right choice, we can't be haughty. What we ought to do is take a bended knee and say, Father, thank you. Thank you so much for working through my ignorance. Thank you so much for forgiving my sin and using, uh, Lord, your word and your way that my child has made the right decision. See, folks, no one here has a right to be haughty. Just that simple. But you don't have a right to be guilty. We'll take, and you'll see pictures and folks, and we try to keep before the folks. We see people get saved. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. But what folks don't realize, a lot of the times that we, someone we're speaking to, there's a little granny back in Virginia that's been on her knees for her grandkids since they were born. And all of a sudden, one of us come up and share the good news, and they gladly accept it. One man water, one man plant, one man planteth, one man water. God giveth the increase. And folks, it's the same way with us here. If we have kids that turned out right, you thank God and beg him to help keep them on the right path. Great parents turn out great kids. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. How well did Adam and Eve's two sons turn out? Maybe one. They walked with God, yes or no? Did the parents walk with God? Yeah, they did. Did they sin? Yeah, you and I have also. And I guarantee you, under the leadership of God, they took and tried to teach those two boys what's right and what's wrong. Folks, the train is a guide. This is what you should do. But that means that's what they're going to do. And it's still a matter of choice. Let's take a look at Psalms 33.4 if we could. Psalms 33. Let's look at Psalms 33. Okay. For the word of the Lord is what? Right. And all his works are done in truth. Folks, we can depend on the truth. 
You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. From my trip over into Dubai, home, home of the Muslim situation, Islam, you have to be careful. If you say anything, okay, here's the thing. You can get away about that much with talking about uh, uh, Allah. You breathe a word against Muhammad, and you're done. See, they have to defend their God. P.S., we don't have to defend our God. Our God can take care of himself. What we want to do is convey the truth. We want to convey what he taught us. But folks, when we look at it this way and we realize we've got a book sent from God. Let's look at uh, uh, Psalms 19.7 if we could. Psalms 19.7. Let's read together. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Question. But whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is that a proverb or a promise? Okay, I can take that to the grave. Better than that, I can take that to glory, okay? Let's go on down. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Folks, as we dig and we understand, and once again, I'm not going to pretend I understand at all, but I take time every day of my life to look at it, to read it, to study it. And folks, when you come up with something doesn't quite, it doesn't quite, I don't quite understand. Get you to the wise one. Pull aside Brother Pledge, are you with me? And, and pull aside some of these other folks that have been here for a while. And say, hey, you know, I'm, I have a little clarity problem here. But the key is, I'm looking for a mistake. Uh-uh, it's not there. I try to be nicer now in my mature age. There is all kinds of mistakes. There is all kinds of conflicts in the Word of God. Okay, give me one. Oh, no, there's hundreds. No, I don't want hundreds. Just give me one. In most instances, we'll have a thing to go with, okay? But, folks, when we do, we take get you to the wise man. They can guide you to help you see every dot, every T dot T dotted cross. Folks, it's all truth. And folks, we can depend on that. So when we see something in question, there's a little question in our mind. Reality has had a collision with Scripture. There's no mistake. It's our clarity. Let's go on down. The Word of God is true. I'm resting my eternity on it. Our discernment can be flawed, but the word of God is not. Folks, help people. That's what we're left here for. You may know some people right now that are just hurting because they feel like they failed their child. I'm a, I, I, I am an absolute failure as a husband, as a wife, uh, both of us in raising our child. Folks, take this truth and share that may be the greatest news besides salvation they've ever heard. Question, can someone go away from the God's path and still come back, yes or no? Yeah, but Proverbs 22 doesn't teach you that, okay? So folks, what do we do? We just keep slinging the seed, helping people, and train to folks that are under your tutelage or your, your, your direction. Teach them not to be haughty. 
boats were nothing but by the grace of God. For me, I don't know about you, the only difference between me and the folks staying all night with you in the prison, in the jail, is they got caught and I did. Can't believe they got a, a DUI. Shall we say, I have driven under the influence. Anybody else? By the grace of God, you could have took somebody's life. And you could be like the filthy scum that you're talking about. Folks, in this opportunity of Christianity, I love what Paul said. I am the chief of sinners. When you spend time with the crucified one, you can't walk out haughty. When I see somebody haughty, I think that uh, uh, our pastor is very, very transparent, sometimes too transparent, but a uh, situation of, that's because we're sinners. And P.S., everybody else is. But here's what I want to leave with you is this. Our discernment can be flawed, but the Word of God is not. Embrace His grace. God makes no mistakes. Again, Embrace his grace. I am unworthy, and so is everybody else. Embrace his grace. God makes no mistakes. I can take this book, all 66 books. This isn't a book. It's a lordly library. And I can take and apply it to my life, and we will see God work in our midst. Shall we pray? Father, every word is true. It's all true. Help us to embrace it. Help us to love it. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you're 100% sure you died, you'd go to heaven, pop your hand up. No doubt about it. You know it. Why? The book said so. Put your hands down. If you're here this morning, and you'd say, Brother Scott, you know, I think I'd go to heaven, but I'm not really sure. Would you pray for me? Pop your hand up. Anybody like that here this morning? We don't want to leave you out. Anybody like that? Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you haven't become a member of this church, it would be a good time to do so. Come down, talk to one of these gentlemen. They'll tell you how you can be a part of this. Or if you've been saved. Once we get saved, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. One of the first things he commands us to do is be what? To be baptized. It has nothing to do with salvation. Whatever your need, as the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, you want to come and just thank God that he's left us with his word. As the Holy Spirit, as the music plays, if God's spoken to your heart, you come.